0: Hey guys, this is Fiona from IELTS with Fiona and in today's lesson we're gonna do an academic reading, passage three. So it's a difficult one and it's an unusual one as well because it's a book review. You do get these from time to time um, but this one I think is particularly interesting because it's a review of a book which is about a story about a king, King Charles II. So it's a true story who actually went missing and they had to find him. So it's quite an interesting story anyway. And I think you'll find the questions quite challenging but I'm going to go through some really simple uh, tricks with you, especially with the yes, no, not given questions. I pre-recorded this as a video for the Members Academy, so it probably is easier if you can see the text in front of you. So, um, you know, it's easy to find online. Just Google, it's called To Catch a King, and it's book 17 and it's academic passage three. So, before I start with that, just wanted to remind you that I'm doing my annual Advent challenge. I know it's the 16th of December already, but there are 16 days now of tips which review my daily tips. So, I went through each month from 2022, starting in January, of course, and I took the two best tips. So, from each month, So as you go through the Advent Challenge, you'll be able to review a lot of the stuff that we did. And to be honest, I'd I'd forgotten a lot of it because I blog every day. I post a daily tip. I'd really forgotten some things and I think they're useful. So when you go to the Advent Challenge, it's on my website, ilsetc.com. It's in the menu. You can't miss it. And you'll find like 25 days of tips Um, and you just open one and there's a little quiz, you know, three questions, quick quiz, choose the best answer. Even if you get it right, I still think it's really worth clicking the learn more because it takes you through to uh, just a bit of extra practice and it takes you back to the daily tips and that will help you go through them and just jog your memory a little bit. I hope. (coughs) (laughs) Sorry. (coughs) So I am sorry it's been quite a while since I did the last podcast, but I have been working really, really hard, making a lot of changes to the Members Academy. So it's even bigger and better or will be from January, I promise. I'm taking December to go through it and make it the best it can possibly be for you. So do let me know if you've got any questions about that. Okay, so let's go. I'm going to stop here and then you'll go to the episode called To Catch a King. Chat soon. Bye-bye. This is a reading passage three from book 17, test one, and it's slightly unusual because it's a book review. The title is To Catch a King and the subtitle tells us that Anna K reviews Charles Spencer's book about the hunt for King Charles II during the English Civil War of the 17th century. So she's clearly setting out the fact that this is a review and we don't often get reviews in IELTS. So I'm looking at this with quite a fresh eye and I'm going to go through it with you and tell you a few of the things I'm thinking about. There are about five paragraphs – three, four, five, six paragraphs – and there are three different types of questions. There's the gap fill with the answers, so the choices are there. Then there's yes, no, not given questions. And the final set is multiple choice and I must confess for this one I read the text first before I looked at the questions. I don't know why, I just thought that this text was going to be slightly different and maybe not what I expected. So I read the text first, I was just trying to work out what the structure was and actually the structure is very simple. It just tells us the story about this king, King Charles, and how he – well, long story – but he escaped capture. That's in the first paragraph. And then he came back as king and he wanted to write this story. So, he asked a man called Samuel Pepys. He's quite a famous uh, diarist of the time. Then the writer comes back to what she liked about the book and especially the way that this story of his escape is included. Then the fourth paragraph reflects on what happened next when the king came back and then the writer talks about why Charles Spencer is the best person to describe the story or to talk about it. And finally, there's a, a question at the end and the the writer of the review questions why he didn't do something that he would have improved the book. So remember when you're Doing a book review, you, you tend to criticise it in both negative and positive ways. So this one seems to be overwhelmingly positive but there's a, a slight criticism at the end. Now, when you look at the question sets, the first title is the story behind the hunt for Charles I. So the story comes at the beginning. Here's the story in the first paragraph. So we know that these gaps are in that first paragraph and then the second paragraph talks about the diarist, the person who writes a diary, Samuel Pepys, and you can see that starts there in the yes, no, not given and the final multiple choice questions give us very clear guidance. They actually say in the first paragraph or in the fourth paragraph so it's quite easy to find those answers and I'll show you how in a minute. So let's just take a quick look at that first paragraph. Pause the video if you want to and if you can read it or just print out your own version, that's probably easier. So it talks about the story of the hunt for King Charles II in the six weeks after his defeat at a battle in 1651. So we know that he lost this battle and that it's a good story. So his father was executed, And by the parliamentarians. You don't really need to know that, don't worry about that. But the young Charles II sacrificed one of the very principles his father had died for. So his father had died for a reason and Charles II really sacrificed this in order to do a deal with the Scots, the Scottish people, and He accepted Presbyterianism, which is a kind of religion, the national religion, in return for being crowned King of Scots. And the story goes on. So, he arrived in Edinburgh and then the English army invaded Scotland and then Scotland invaded England. (laughs) Then there was a battle. The king was defeated and he ran away and... For the next nine years, he lived penniless in Europe. So that's his story. It's quite an interesting story, isn't it? So let's look at the gap fill. It says, Charles II's father, so we've got the father, was executed, we've got that executed, by the parliamentarian forces in 1649. So there's the date. Charles II then formed a something with the Scots. Now, my brain is thinking an alliance or a partnership. We've got an article, so we're looking for a noun there which means something like that. So, what can you form? Collocations will really help with this type of gap fill. So, When you look at the options, you've got innovation, conspiracy, formed a new government, possibly a debate, a solution, reward, safety, victory. And then we've got H, strategic alliance with the Scots. And that's the answer he accepted in order to become king of Scotland, he would have to accept something that his father didn't. So the answer is H, a strategic alliance. So I'm not going to, I'm now going to cross that out so I can take it away. And in order to become king of Scots, he abandoned an important something that was held by his father. So look at the collocation again. What can you hold? Something, an important, I'm thinking a belief. You hold a you hold a belief about something, and obviously the father was prepared to die for this belief. And when you look back, it says Charles II sacrificed one of the very principles his father had died for. So we're looking for a synonym for principles. Remember, it won't be exactly the same word because they're giving you the answers here. It's not a gap fill. Normally principle would be the answer, but what is a synonym for principle? So I'm looking and I'm thinking it must be this one, religious conviction. Conviction is a belief, so tough vocabulary here, but you can see that it's a religious one because it's all about this accepting the national religion that his father was not prepared to do. So I'm going to cross that one out. And the answer for 28 is J. Next, the opposing sides then met outside Worcester. So I'm going to look for that. Here we've got 1651. So the numbers help us. This battle led to a something for the parliamentarians. So we know that Charles was defeated And we've got this passive, after being defeated by the parliamentarians. So, the battle led to, I'm thinking of a win. They won the battle. So, a synonym for win, if you look at the option, is a decisive victory. It's F, without a doubt. It was a decisive victory for the parliamentarians. Because the synonym for decisive is this comprehensively defeated, completely defeated. Charles had to flee for his life. A something was offered. Now look at the collocations again. Something was offered for his capture. Now if you know anything about people being held hostage or... That situation where you want something in return, then you imagine that they offer a reward for his capture. Without looking, you know from the collocation, offer a reward, and I can see there be a large reward. Now, I can't remember if that was in the text, so I'm going back to look for it. And here we are, a huge sum offered for his capture. So, the huge sum is a large reward. I actually got that without looking at the text. Finally, after six weeks in hiding, he eventually managed to reach the something of continental Europe. So, he goes to Europe, he seeks refuge in France and that's what my brain was telling me, some kind of safety, refuge. So, we look and the answers are here, D, the relative safety. It wasn't 100% safe, so relative safety of continental Europe. So, I'm going to cross that one out. That is D. Now, I'm just going to double check those answers because I haven't double checked them and I'm not quite sure. So, we've got 27 was H, formed an alliance. 28 was J, conviction. 29 is F, which is the decisive victory. 30 is B, uh, reward, yeah, without a doubt. And 31 is D, the relative safety. Okay, that's interesting, great. Now we come on to the yes, no, not given. And the first place I'm gonna look Is Charles chose Peeps. It looks like Pepys but it is Peeps. Why did he choose Peeps? I'm immediately asking that question. So remember for these questions statements when you turn them into a question you'll get the answer or not. So the question here is why did Charles choose Peeps? Oh hang on, the statement says, because he considered him to be trustworthy. Yes, so we need to find out why he chose Pepys. What does it say? He requested a meeting with Pepys. That's it. That's it. His intention was to ensure that this story was never forgotten. Did he think Pepys was trustworthy? We don't know. Simply that, we don't know. It's not given. 33. Charles's personal reflection of the escape lacked sufficient detail. So, I put this in bold detail because I read it there. It says, the king related to him in great detail. I guess that was yes because we know that the king loved this story. Even from the beginning, it talks about how much he this was a great story. So, the king related in great detail, so did it lack sufficient detail? Absolutely not. 33 is a no because we've got the opposite of lack and it's a lot. Great detail. Charles indicated to Pepys that he had planned – look at the past perfect here – this is why grammar is important for reading. He had planned his escape before the battle. So the question is, when did he plan his escape? And we've got very, very clear. After the battle, I'll put it in bold, I began to think of the best way of saving myself. So, was it before the battle? No, we've got the opposite. We've got after the battle. So 34 is no and then it goes on a little bit that into paragraph 3 it talks about the joys of spencer's book a result of charles's own story is how close the reader gets to the action the inclusion of charles's account is a positive aspect of the book so we're looking for positive language and we see it in the synonym it was a joy that Charles included his own account. And that's very clearly in that synonym, joy. So I'm going to go back and check again, double check. So the first one, definitely not given. We don't know if Peeps was trustworthy. There's no mention of that. 33 was no. It had plenty of detail. 34 was no. He planned escape after the battle and 35 is yes, it's a positive aspect. Okay, pretty easy I think. Unusually easy for yes, no, not given. Almost guessable. So let's move on now to the multiple choice questions and it tells you to go back to the first paragraph. What is the reviewer's main purpose? So we know about the first paragraph. We know it's a story. So, it could be A, to describe what happened. It could be B, to give an account of the circumstances leading to Charles' escape. C, to provide details of the Parliamentary's political views. Well, I didn't see any mention of their political views, to be honest. In fact, I was quite confused. I wasn't sure... What their political views were. So it's not C and D to compare Charles II's la- beliefs with those of his father. No, it does mention that he made a strategic alliance, but he doesn't. It doesn't compare the beliefs. Although I can see why that's a nasty trick. It doesn't talk about what he believed. It just said that he agreed this deal with the Scots. So, now it's either A or B. Does it describe what happened during the Battle of Worcester? It does mention that the king was defeated. So, we've got the Worcester here. The king was defeated and that's it. It's just mentioned once. So it's not the purpose of the whole paragraph is to talk about what happened during that battle. We don't know what happened except he lost, that's all. So the answer to me has to be B, to give an account of the circumstances leading to Charles' escape. So the whole title is To Catch a King. We know that he escaped. Why did he escape? Well, that's all in this background paragraph. So 36 is B. 37. Why does the reviewer include examples of the fugitive's behaviour in the third paragraph? Okay, I'm going to jump to the third paragraph. Why does it include examples of the fugitive's – that's a tricky word – but it's the people running away – behaviour? I don't think I've read this one actually. Um, Okay, so the day-by-day retelling provides delicious details, so positive. Cutting of the king's hair, use of walnut leaves to dye his skin, Charles spent lying on a branch of an oak tree while the soldiers looked for him beneath the oak tree. It's quite funny, here's the humour that this friend refused to disguise himself, the emotional tension. Okay, so it's all about the kind of funny and interesting sides of his um, uh, evading capture. What does the reviewer include? Why does it include examples? Okay, so A, to explain how close he came to losing his life. No, it doesn't mention that. Um, To suggest, Charles, that supporters were badly prepared doesn't really mention that. To illustrate how the events of the six weeks are brought to life. Yeah, I would say it's that. To argue that certain aspects are not as well known as they should be. I don't think there's any mention of that. I think it's a clear C. Just to show how in the book these events are brought to life, and yeah, it's all about how close the reader gets to the action. These funny things cut in the hair, and so on. Thirty-seven. What point does the reviewer make about Charles II in the fourth paragraph? So here's sorry, here's paragraph four. What point does she make about Charles II? Okay, so, A, he, right, I'm going to read it. So, Charles's adventures hide the uncomfortable truth. Everyone in England were shocked by his father's execution but they didn't welcome the arrival of his son with a Scottish army. Why not? Because it looked like a foreign invasion and they were tired of war, they didn't want more war. So this makes it more interesting. Charles loved the story so much. He would tell anyone who would listen to it and then he created this Order of the Royal Oak and then he made these paintings to to show how he escaped. And it's hard to imagine many other kings marking the lowest point in their life so enthusiastically. So, he was really excited and happy about this escape. So, I think it's A, there. He chose to celebrate what was a defeat, didn't he? He celebrated it in, in every part of this paragraph. He loved the story. He told it to everyone. He made paintings of it. So, so that is a really clear answer. Is A, I don't think we need to look at the others. B. He misunderstood the motives. No. He aimed to restore people's faith in the monarchy. No mention. Driven by a desire to be popular, there's no mention of any of those, though I can see why you might think they are right. 39 tells us to go to paragraph 5, fifth paragraph. Again, what does the reviewer say about the writer now, Charles Spencer? So we've got the options. Let's look at the paragraph first. So he's positive. She, sorry, the reviewer is positive about Charles Spencer, the perfect person. Pacey readable prose, avoids idioms, elegantly brings to life the details, has even-handed sympathy. Now, that word stood out for me, even-handed sympathy, because... It means unbiased, and that gives us the answer B. Even-handed means, you know, like you say, on the one hand, on the other hand. Well, if it's even-handed, then it's, it's balanced, really. So the answer is B, and the others are not right. Is it a surprise that he wrote the book? No mention. Did they need more detail? No mention. Well, not until here, but don't go there. Don't go there because that's how you'll get tricked. Language that is suitable for 21st century audience. Actually, no, because it doesn't use modern idioms. (laughs) So it's not D. Okay, so the answer is B. I'm going to double check that. Uh, 39 is B. Yes. I'm just wondering about the trick with C but I'll show you that in a minute. So the last question 40, ah, the reviewer says the book doesn't quite hit the mark. So this is an idiom. Remember we talk about idioms and they do appear in academic writing and here's a contraction even but just don't do it in your writing task too. So the writer asks lots of questions in the last paragraph. And look at the language here. I've talked about this before, how the language like conditionals here and modals of deduction are really important. Would Charles have been a different king had these six weeks never happened? Had these, that's in my conditional boot camp uh, high-level grammar. The days and nights spent in hiding must have affected him. So the writer is guessing about what might have happened. Did this escape help form him? Did it form his character? So the writer asks these three questions but... The book doesn't answer those questions. This is the one area where the book doesn't quite hit the mark. So what does that mean? Let's have a look. A. It overlooks the impacts of events on ordinary people. No, no mention of that. B. It lacks an analysis of, no, views on the monarchy, no. It omits any references to the deceit? No. No, pretty easy actually. It fails to address whether Charles II's experience had a lasting influence on him. And that's the answer and we saw it there. It doesn't talk about how it formed him. Um, And that's it. That's it. That's the one negative thing about it. So, The thing about the detail in the 39, I could see how that might be a trick. It's like there wasn't enough detail about how it affected him, but just don't go there. Stay in your lane as the expression goes. Don't jump around. Go where the questions are telling you to go and then you're less likely to get lost. All right. So I hope you found that useful. If you're not sure, do ask questions. I did get a question from one of the members called Anmol, and he asks great questions. And it was the yes, no, not given question, which in the video I thought was, I honestly thought it was quite simple. But he said, well, I don't get why it's not given. And I, I asked him the question again. And I said, why did the king choose Samuel Pepys? Why did he choose him? And the answer, Anmal said, was, well, because he wanted to write his story. And then I said, yeah, but why did he choose him? Why didn't he choose anybody else? And the, the answer is, I don't know. I don't know why he chose him. And so the answer is not given. The statement was he chose him because he was trustworthy. Well, ask the question, why did he choose Samuel Pepys? It simply doesn't say maybe he was trustworthy. We, we just don't know. There's no synonym for trustworthy and there's no opposite. It didn't say he chose him because he didn't trust him. So sometimes I think we overthink the yes, no, not given questions. And that simple strategy of transforming it, it the statement into a question, I think will really help you. So, if you get stuck on anything like that, do let me know. There's lots of ways of contacting me. I'm on all the social media platforms and in the daily tips as well. There's a a section at the bottom where you can leave a message. And I I reply to all of those. So, I'm going to post this today in my daily tips. And if you want to reply in the daily tip, then just please go ahead and do that, and I will find an answer. For you. Remember, if you're in the Members Academy, I keep all of these questions in a private blog that you get access to whatever you buy. So, if you just buy one course, just like a reading course, for example, you'll also get access to this private blog, which has about 100 lessons in it now, I think. So, that's a huge bonus of, of getting just a single course with me. And you might think, that you, if you like that course, then you could choose another course. And if you want to buy the full package, then I will remove the cost of the ones that you've bought, if you see what I mean. So it makes it a lot more affordable for you. I know if you buy the whole thing at once, that's quite a big chunk. So you can buy things little by little and Uh, it doesn't, you'll you'll still get access to the private blog and everything else, the community and me. All right. So do let me know if you've got any questions. Thank you for listening. Have a great holiday, however you're celebrating it. Bye-bye.